are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild every day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Joe Bully of ZoneCoverage.com, and with me is Tony Abbott of The Athletic Minnesota. Tony, how is your Tuesday? Oh, you know, it's it's Tuesdaying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. Does anyone have a case of the Tuesdays? <laughs> I certainly had a case of the Mondays yesterday. My God. Oh, I just could not shake a leg. The Mondays. Yeah. I do believe you get your ass kicked for saying something like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you weren't even on. You weren't even doing the show. Well, what, what did uh, what, what what did Sunday do that uh, that tired you out so much? Was it all the swimming? Well, there was. I volunteered over the weekend at my son's swim meet. We uh, so I had to volunteer as a timer, which you know you're front row seat basically uh, on the side of the pool, and you're there from eight to one. And uh, I also did the uh, the Twins Daily Winter Meltdown, which was was, was a lot of fun. I got to see uh, friends by uh, Ben and Giles um, and their respective significant others, and uh, Tom Schreier of ZoneCoverage.com. I got to see a bunch of good people, John Bonus and, and Aaron Gleeman, of course. They had Kent Herbeck speak at the thing, which was pretty fun too. Uh, he talked about the Ron Gant ordeal from the '91 World Series, which was pretty cool. Um, Who do you think's the best guest we could pull for a uh, a locked on wild winter meltdown? Like, who do you think we could get in? That's a really good question. Um, I think we have to set our sights at the the big Kahuna, right? Who's that? We gotta at least try to get Michael Russo in, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 actually might be the biggest guest. I was thinking like. X players, like maybe we could get like I don't know oh, Jonathan players? Blum in there, <laughs> <laughs> or is it Blum? Uh, I think it's Blum. It's, it's I think it's John Blum, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Todd Fedid. Oh, Todd Fedicini. No, Todd Fedoric. Um, Fedoric. There you go. I almost said Fedorov. I'm like I know that ain't right. God dang it, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but I just had a really, really busy weekend, and uh, it just didn't work for us yesterday to uh, to record because I, you know, I actually have a real big boy job too. I gotta ask you a question about the swim meet. What do they make you wear to the swim meet to be a tire uh, a timer? We get a blue shirt that says volunteer on the back because there's like certain rules that certain people are restricted down on the pool deck. Like you can't just have parents roaming around and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, I just wore shorts and sandals because you get wet on the side with uh, all the splashing and stuff, but they don't make you wear swim trunks. No, no, they don't make you wear a a speedo. No, no. Oh, okay. You don't want to see me in either of those. You know what? I I think, uh, I think maybe we should do a calendar, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) a uh certain hat covering up certain areas like my uh bald spot on my head the locked on (laughs) wild car wash calendar 2021 it's coming 2021 no no it's not coming to a car wash anywhere (laughs) you're right you're right it's 2020 baby you know what? I think that they've just given out a restraining order on all car washes for me. So well, we actually lost our jobs at Locked On Wild. <laughs> yeah. Locked On Podcast Network has sent us a cease, a cease and desist. <laughs> we got to turn in our microphones and our badge. 
Yeah. Uh, I, you got a badge? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, right, had to, well. I had to make it myself. But Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, question, question. Do they make you wear the lifeguard strip of sunblock across your nose? No, this is all indoors, man. There ain't no sun. You're not even swimming outdoors? No. Jeez. Polar bear plunge swim meet. That'd be funny as hell. You know what? I would watch my kid. I don't have a kid, but I would want to watch my kid do the polar bear plunge swim meet. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Then they, then swimmers wouldn't have to shave their, their chests or anything. Well, I suppose they're like 12 years old. There's no shaving going on, but not with that attitude. Not with that attitude. No, he needs to eat sauerkraut is what he needs to do. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anyways, um, we are going to get into a topic today of Tony's choosing. Um, you want to discuss Marcus Foligno because on Friday's listener's choice episode after the show, we kind of had a little bit of a disagreement kind of talking about Marcus Foligno and, and whether or not we should trade the wild should trade him as well as uh, kind of just the overall value of what the wild could get if they traded him. So uh, I think we're going to take a short break here and come right back and we'll get right into that topic because it got, I don't know, we had a disagreement and we usually don't disagree too much, but uh, that one was a fun one. So let's get right in. Let's take a break now and get right into it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. You're listening to lockdown wild. Welcome back to Locked on Wild. I'm your host, Joe. I'm with Tony. And uh, we're going to get into Marcus Foligno because on uh, the listener's choice topic, we kind of got into uh, like some hypothetical trades in, in order to make room for Carol Kaprasov, which was a, a great suggestion. Um, but uh, we got on the topic of Marcus Foligno, Tony. And uh, you are of the ilk that says we should be the wild should trade Marcus Foligno. And, and I was kind of stuck on the whole fact, like, well, you know, he's got, you know, leadership capabilities in that locker room. He's kind of a gel guy. Um, he's relatively low cost. Um, and I wasn't quite sure how to get, what to get for value for him. So what, what's your big thing? I mean, why do you think that the wild should trade Marcus Foligno right now prior to the trade deadline? So I think what you uh, what you always want to do, and I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, and I'll say it until uh, there aren't any players left on this team to buy and sell. I'll say it until they're nothing but just draft picks, like the team ices five draft picks in the starting lineup a night, and Devin Dubik and goal. Uh, I'm going to say it forever. Buy low, sell high. Now, Marcus Foligno, his value is never going to be higher, and, and like... You're looking at a player who has been uh, has been very good. I, I've written an article about him earlier this year, saying like, "Oh, he's amazing." We did a podcast. It was one of our. It was probably one of our first podcasts that we did for Locked On uh, Podcast Network, saying like, "Okay, Marcus Foligno, he's been absolutely amazing, and he has. He's been a, a two win player ever since getting to the Wild, despite playing limited minutes. This year, he's playing bigger minutes." And his point totals have gone up exponentially, pretty much. He has never topped 23 points in a season. He's uh, he's a 28-year-old player. Never topped 23 points in a season. All of a sudden, he's got 20 points in 40 games. And, mm-hmm. uh, and like, right now, he already has 
the uh, his personal best on the Minnesota Wild with nine goals in the season. So you're talking about a guy who is producing more than I, I would say that he ever has in his career. Mm-hmm. I know he had a really good like 13 game sample size when he first came up, but other than that, he's never produced this well in his entire career. And he's 28. He's got a year and a half left on his contract. I think he's really good. I think he's a glue guy, but I think that a year ago, if you were trading Marcus Foligno, you weren't going to get very much for him. I think if you trade him now, not only are you going to A, get value for a guy who a year ago you probably weren't going to get very much for, and if he just if you sit on him and he drops off significantly in the second half, or if you know he starts out slow next year, you're not going to get as much for him Sure. And I mean, he is 28. I think he's got what another year on his contract. Yep. Year, uh, year after this year. So, yeah. Okay. So my whole thing is like, okay, why not let it, let things kind of play out? I mean, the wild still need roster guys. You can't just trade everybody away. And you know, at 28, he'll be 29 next season. And like, you're still cutting bait with him prior to his age 30 season. If Mm -hmm. they decide not to uh, re up him, so what's the hurt in, in holding on to him for just another year? Well, first of all, let's let's go to what you said. Like, the Wild need roster players. They absolutely are going to have roster players. We talk all the time about how Minnesota can't uh, ice Jerry Mayhew on the ice. He was a 30-goal scorer in the AHL. We talk all the time about how there's no room for poor Sam Addis, who is, you know, an AHL All-Star this year and has been – I was – second best player probably for the last three years or so so mm-hmm. you know there are players that can fill out a roster spot they're not hurting for someone who can fill out a roster spot are they going to be as good as marcus felino actually you know what probably not but here's okay. the thing like i said you can't risk marcus felino dropping off because if he is at uh if he is at if you can get 120 cents on the dollar for him now right mm-hmm. and i would say you probably could get you know, 110, let's say 110 cents on the dollar, right? Okay. And what, when do you want to play this out until? Do you want to play it out until the draft? I would say at the very latest, the trade deadline for next season. Okay, trade deadline for next season. Sounds good. So you are able to, to trade him at 110 cents on the dollar right now. Okay. He drops off for uh, off for the rest uh, of the year, and, and like you know, maybe he finishes with like twenty eight points, uh, pretty solid. How many cents on the dollar do you think you can trade for him at the draft? Uh, you probably could get. I would say you could probably still get even at the draft. I mean, there's only what thirty some games left. I mean, sure, like there might there could be a drop off, but is thirty games really going to be like a killer of a of a season? Do you think? Okay, you know what? That's probably fair. I'd probably guess about. Uh, fair value to 90 cents on the dollar. Okay. Now let's go to the trade deadline next year. What if Marcus Foligno is just having a Marcus Foligno season? And then this time, instead of being able to trade a year and a half of Marcus Foligno at peak value, you are able to trade, you know, Marcus Foligno at yeah, decent value as a rental. Like how many cents on the dollar do you think you're going to get for that? Well, here's the big question, though, because when you're when you're looking at, uh, you know, a player with term, I mean, is can you get a team that is willing to to cough up and, and bring on that kind of term? I think 
you're looking at uh, maybe potentially higher value for a guy that is short term, like a Marcus Foligno. He is short term. He's got a year, mm-hmm. and well. he's got a year, and you know the re- the remainder of this year on a very cheap deal. He's making less than three sure. million dollars. It's not going to be a problem to move Marcus Foligno. All right. Your question was to move him at the trade deadline next season. That's his, that's your suggestion, yes. Yeah, well yeah, what would it, what would you think his value would be if for compared comparatively speaking for a year plus of uh of Marcus Fino compared to just potentially f- less than 30 games after the trade deadline next season is kind of what you're asking then. Yeah. I think that you're right there that there probably is more value to it for a guy that's cost controlled for at least, you know, a season and a half. But I think that you could potentially get in on more teams if, if he is a a short term player, a rental type player. Um, And, and I think that uh, you might have more teams willing to take on kind of what his cost is. I mean, granted he isn't like super expensive, but it's it's just that term. There are other teams out there that are, could just be looking to load up just for a playoff run or 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 even or that. And and I think that that when you add term to the thing, then you get into the ability. Of, then you get into the whole thing of like the the wild need to hold on to some money. Not that like I said, it's not like there's a lot there, but uh, I think that you get more teams involved when it is so short term. I mean, maybe, but at the same time, like I'm looking at the cap space for all the teams and I I see very few teams that would genuinely have a difficult time in acquiring Marcus Foligno at the deadline. Remember, he's not going, uh, the the cap hit that they would be getting in return is prorated, right? So with 30 games left on a, what is it, 2.88 million cap hit? Mm Mm-hmm. So... With it prorated, teams would have to have, I think, about just a just a hair over a million dollars of cap space, and that's something you can easily move around in terms of just like taking a scrub back, right? Like it, it's not it's not hard to find that kind of room in the NHL, even in the NHL, even with the the salary cap being a very hard cap. Sure. Okay. So. Let me throw this at you. Throw it. The Wild could certainly bring in Jerry Mayhew or Sam Ammons to play in a third or fourth line role that Marcus Foligno is currently occupying. But is that really the role that you want players of that certain ilk, like Mayhew or Annis, or even any other player that they tend to bring up, uh, either from juniors uh, or, or college or whatever for next year? to play that role. Why not keep Marcus Foligno in that role? Because he's that NHL veteran that you can trust down there and actually put those guys that you call up into more elevated roles, especially with other ancillary moves that you potentially can make um, in in order to give those kids a shot. I don't know. Minnesota has defense and I'm not, I'm not a, a, a fan personally of saying like, okay, you have your top six and they're going to do the scoring stuff, and then you have the bottom six, and they're going to grind, and they're going to play defense. Because, you know, we've seen the Wild before, you know, built where where their shutdown line is their second line, right? That's how yeah. it was with uh, with the Miko Koivu, Mikhail Granlin, Jason Zucker line. Like, that was a scoring line that was also a shutdown line. So I kind of reject the notion that if they 
are playing, um, talking about Jerry Mayhew and Sam Annis. Like, if those guys are playing third line minutes, it, it necessarily has to be a defensive role. I'm all for a third, uh, a scoring third line or a scoring sure. fourth line. Well, I I would agree that this team, especially the Minnesota Wild, are much better when they're getting scoring from their depth, and that's why Marcus Flano has been so good this year. Um, so I think we got more to talk, but I think after that point, it's probably a good time to uh, maybe take a sh- another short pause, and we'll continue to get into more. All right, round two, ding ding, <laughs> round two. I'm going to go to my corner. I'm going to ask for uh, my cut man to cut me, and uh, you know potentially waving the white towel. We'll see. Um, so we'll take another short break. You're listening to Locked on Wild. And we're back, locked in a heated battle here on Locked on Wild about Marcus Foligno and whether or not the Wild should trade him and really what the Wild can get for value. Now, I want to I want to move to the whole value topic, Tony, because uh, we got into that too last uh, Friday when we were talking about the um, kind of potentially some trades because I, I was caught up on the idea of, okay, what can you really get for a Marcus Foligno? Um, because what we saw with, uh, with Nino Niederreiter in the year prior was Victor Rask, you know, because the whole idea was that, well, it's a fourth liner, even though we knew Nino Niederreiter was not a fourth liner. Foligno is that, that fourth liner swing to third line type player. I don't know how much you really put in, to playing in the second or first line for, for a guy like Foligno. But my question is if that's what you're expected to get for like a, of like a Victor, a Victor, a Victor Rask type player. I mean, is that what we should expect for Marcus Foligno considering he is a, a, a your prototypical third and fourth line player? Well, I, first of all, wonderful question, Joe, I'd love to answer it. Second of all, I just want to set the record straight. Uh, do not call me Tony. Please call me Little Mac. Little Mac? Because I'm about to punch you out. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. No, honestly. Uh, going to your question, okay. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, I know I know. my question was kind of a long soliloquy, but feel, feel – have at it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So what you're saying is, okay, Minnesota was like, okay, Nino Niederreiter, he's a fourth-liner – we have to trade him, and we're going to trade him for fourth-line value because he's the fourth-liner. Now you're saying Marcus Foligno is a fourth, maybe third-liner right now. I'm definitely playing third-line minutes this year. And and what's to say that he is not going to get third-line value? It is possible that he would only get, I guess, quote-unquote, third-line value, which, I don't know, what would you say a third-liner is worth? Maybe a third-rounder? Yeah, potentially a low second at, at, at most, depending, obviously, on their output. But, uh, you know, a defensive-type winger like Felino, I could see maybe a good, solid third-round pick for him and potentially a um, an NHL third-round or third- or fourth-line player as well that potentially had an expiring contract. And I think if that's the value that you're going to get for Felino, then, you know, maybe it is best to hold on to him if you're not going to get the kind of value that – uh that you maybe should be able to give to him. And I, I'm saying should, right? Because mm-hmm. we're dealing with a player who has, for the last, I think, four years now, been a two-plus wins above replacement player, or like right around a two wins above replacement player. 
And when you're looking at the uh, the cost, what a, the cost of a win above replacement should be, I think mm-hmm. it is about four and a half million ish for a win above replacement. That's how much it's worth theoretically, according to Evolving Wild. Now we do not wow. see this in practice, right? Because right. you know, guys hit the the open market who maybe aren't super valuable. But either the market misjudges them or, like, you got to give your money somewhere, right? Yep. And, you know, if, if this guy is maybe worth, you know, $3 million, but he's the only guy out there, you know, a GM might think, like, oh, shoot, well, we have to get – we have to throw $5, 6000000 million at him. And, and that's how Tyler Myers gets paid, <laughs> kids. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yep. So we have a, a player in Marcus Felino who – okay, so I'm looking it up right now. It's right in front of me. He has been a 1.7 wins above replacement player or more in each of the last uh, four seasons. So, okay. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, not counting this year where he is on pace to, uh, to eclipse that again. So – I'm looking at uh, at at the number of 1.7 or more win players from last year, right? Mm-hmm. And there were 132 of them in the league. So okay. uh, that's that's counting that's counting defensemen and forwards. So you know, at, at least giving you from a from a uh, wins impact standpoint, you know. Uh, uh, top line ish player even though okay. he's he's in this defensive role where he's not you know <laughs> going to be playing top line minutes um so anyway um i just thought that like that has to be even if you account for his role that has to be at least worth a second round pick but then i'm thinking is it insane to think marcus felino could get a first mm. See, and that's what caught me up because I think it is a little insane. And I I think that like when you say it out loud, right? When I'm saying this out loud, it sounds oh yeah, it, it sounds ridiculous to me, right? Because you know we we remember when Marcus Felino got traded here, and we were like, what are they doing? And then we remember yeah. when Marcus Felino signed that contract, and we thought, double, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, and they then, really doubled down on it. Yeah. And, you know, hats off to them. They were right. They got an incredible amount of value out of him. But here, let me look at some of the players in the last year, right, who have gotten first-round picks in a trade. All right? Are you ready for this? Yep. JT Miller. I think in three of the last four years or something like that, JT Miller has less wins above replacement than Marcus Foligno. Hmm. Kevin Hayes, significantly less, got yes, a first-round pick. Incredibly as, overvalued. As a rental. Got a first-round pick as a rental, not with a year left. Uh, Brandon Montour, who hasn't you know shown himself to be like a, a huge regular, uh, less than, uh, admittedly as a defenseman, as is the next one, but gets mm-hmm. a first-round pick in return, plus. And then, uh, and then Jake Muzzin. Gets a first-round pick and two prospects. Matt Duchesne got a first-round pick as a rental, Joe. Mm-hmm. 
Do you want to guess how many more wins above replacement Marcus Foligno has since the start of the 2016-17 season? 0.5 maybe? 0.2. Like it's wow, it's okay. super close. Yeah. And Matt Duchesne, you know, that's a, that's a guy who like not only got a first round pick in return at mm-hmm. the deadline, but this is a guy who uh who a team threw 8 million dollars a year at. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Right. I don't know what to think, but, you know, when you look at the stats, and, and granted, the stats aren't everything. Oh, and by the way, by the way, Matt Duchesne uh, only played in three fewer games than Marcus Felino and had almost 1,500 minutes more than Felino. And that gap between them is, is minuscule. Okay. So. Hmm. I don't know. How can you how can you say how okay. can you look at the war numbers and say that uh, that that he's not worth the first round? I don't think so, you can. Okay, so here I'm gonna just ask you, and it might have might require some more work here from you too, but how many of those players that netted that are either top four defensemen or centers? Because centers is a highly valued uh position because there just is not enough a good top centers in this league, which Matt Duchesne was certainly considered one of those players at one time. Now, obviously, you know, what he, what you've kind of showed, plus he played on a really crap Colorado team as well mm-hmm. uh, for an extended part of his career. Now, um, uh, you brought up Jake Muzzin, who I think is also, isn't he a top two defenseman type? Or top uh, four at least, right? Yeah, top four. Okay. Easy. Um uh, you you listed off another center there too. Um, uh, JT Miller, he's playing center yeah. this year. He kind of okay. goes in between. Uh, Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes is a center. Is and he? I, think I, th- that, I thought he's a winger. I thought he was a center, and I think that's why he was so uh, coveted this off season is because he was a center. And now, don't get me wrong, like I hear what you're saying, but I think like because those like top four defensemen and also like centers, there's a premium on there. And that's why maybe they're able to pry away a first round pick. Now, Marcus Fleno, it'd be really cool if they could pry a first round pick, but would you be happy with like a second or a third? I'd probably be happy with like, I would probably be happy with, uh, with a team that has like two second round picks Maybe they got one from a, from a non-contending team. I wouldn't mind being flipped uh, a pick that is uh, is probably a good bet to be in like the the mid thirties range. Um, okay. Kevin Hayes, you're right. You're right. He's a center. But let me let me counter with this. Right. What is more overvalued around the league than big boy in the playoffs? <laughs> Just ask the Boston Bruins or the St. Louis Blues that question, right? Yeah, none of these teams want to trade for an Andre 3000 going into a playoff run. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, one other thing before we kind of wrap up, I want you to give me, because you are very on this bandwagon of trading Marcus Fino, and I... I tend to side with you that he's probably a good player to to make a trade. I'm still questionable about his value, but if you were the GM trying to push him as a piece in a trade to another team, and 
I, don't, don't even worry about so much the target. Think of like, yeah, we want to get a first round pickup. How would you pitch him to another GM? Look at how good he's been. <laughs> I mean, you just look. see him. He's huge. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just look. We even call him Moose because he's big. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He's not only a player who is is producing this wildly this year. He's really unlocked a new offensive level. Not only does he do that. But he also like gives the kind of earth shattering hits that make you the subject of Chuck Norris jokes, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Just uh, like uh, here's here's a highlight package I'm going to show you of hits from Marcus Foligno that you can hear from the 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 press box. Mm-hmm. That you like you could be washing dishes with your TV on in the living room and you would hear this hit. Okay, outside of hits, is there any specific plays that you would show me in this highlight package of like his overall offensive acuity and or perhaps defense? The no look pass to Luke Cunning. Okay, I figured that would be one on the list there. I'm definitely showing that, and I'm just gonna be like, hey, just tell his line mates not to shower, and it's gonna be like this every <laughs> night. He's got to be able to see that green fo- that that green mess from the uh, the stench coming Just down get the ice. Everyone nice and ripe, and 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 that's what I, I don't know. The uh, maybe, maybe the, sound the play, a foghorn if you're streaking down the slot. The play in <laughs> the play in Arizona where he rattles that big hit, dislodges the puck, and, and then uh, and then it ends up a goal for the Wild. I don't even think he assisted on that, but I think that would be a, a real good mm-hmm. play to show them where it's just like, look at how strong on the boards this guy is. You need this in the playoffs. Okay. And what about if the team is is worried about his speed? How would you tackle that question? Look at everything he does well. Why are you looking at something he doesn't do, like, incredible? And I don't think he's slow. I don't think Felino's. Like, for his size, for a guy his size, I don't think he's that slow. Okay. Well, we ha- I think we had ourselves a nice little argument. Yeah. You know, it... it I came here for an argument. <laughs> it didn't uh, it didn't get as personal as I wanted to, but, you know, th- well, this I wasn't is a long call week you a big without dumb hockey. We got a long week ahead of us. I wasn't ready to call you a big dumb dude ahead. Oh. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, he says that to your behind your back i mean <laughs> you ever see the movie out cold no okay so there's zach galifianakis is in the film and there's a there's a guy that like man he talks crap about you behind your to your face i mean sure we say that stuff too but we do it behind your back you know why because we're your friends <laughs> yeah i think that is a good thing to do as a friend like leave your grievances <laughs> Like, you don't have to air every one of your grievances to a person, especially one that's your friend. <laughs> right. You know, sometimes you do. You just got to blow off steam about your friends. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Tony, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, at oh, hi, Tony. Uh DM me. I'll, I'll dish you guys the dirt. Just... Yeah, he'll blow off all, all sorts of steam against me. I won't do that, Joe. I love you so much. <laughs> all right. And then uh, where can we find your work? You can find my work at The Athletic Minnesota. And I think I'm ready to announce 
that this should be the week that my second annual trade value rankings for uh, for the deadline will be coming out. So every Minnesota yeah. Wild player from the bottom of the roster to the top uh, to the tippy top, I'm uh, ranking them according to what I think their trade value is. And feel free to agree, disagree, call me a big dumb doo doo head, whatever you want. <laughs> Do it in the comments section on on the Athletic Minnesota. Uh, say no, no, don't don't do that. Don't do that. In the comments section, say, "Wow, this is the kind of thing that I subscribe. I just renewed my subscription." And then, if you really want to call me a big dumb dude to a head, just do it in my DMs. Even better plan. You can find me on Twitter at JoeBoo15. That's J-O-E-B-O-U-1-5. And also uh, make sure to follow all my work at zonecoverage.com. I actually have a mailbag planned for this week because there is nothing wild-related really happening. Uh, obviously, I got my cell phone unless we make that big trade. But anyway, so that'll probably do it for us for this episode of Locked on Wild. If you liked today's show, please hit the subscribe button so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please, please, please leave a review or a rating on whatever podcast. Actually, do both. Do both. And do that on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you, uh, whatever podcast service you use to listen to us. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at LockedOnWild. We also have an email, so you can get in touch with us via our inbox. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday. Unless, of course, it's I got a case in the Mondays, and Tony's going to go solo or for some dumb reason. I don't know <laughs> because we can't get our schedules in order. Who knows? Um, but make sure to check us out every Monday through Friday because we are a daily Wild podcast, so that you can stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day. <laughs> <laughs>